MSW Media. Well, pour yourself a glass, sit for a spill. It's time to have some fun. Let's do a little thinking, some picking and a drinking. This is what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm, I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch is got scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. Mm-mm-mm. I love scotch too, and that's what I'm drinking on this episode of what we're drinking. The scotch is actually called Bunahaven. And uh, those of you regular listeners will know that this is Bunahaven month on what we're drinking. It, it began back in the beginning of June, and now this is the, the end of June, and we're going to wait a little bookended here with these two Bunahaven episodes. And why that's happening is my. Bunahaven is a Scotch whiskey that I love. I love it so much that I named my dog Bunahaven. Call her Buna for short. And eight years ago this month, I adopted her. So this is her eight year adoption anniversary month. Our friends at Bunahaven were kind enough to send along some whiskey to celebrate the month. We had uh, Colin Donnell was on for the first episode, and on this one, we're going to be running back some some stars coming out to salute Boone, or actually some of Boone's favorite stars. We're going to run little snippets from some of those interviews, including Matthew McConaughey, Will Forte, and Tiffany Thiessen. So all that's coming up in just a little bit on this jam-packed episode. Um, I was on the Adam Carolla show. This week, you might want to check that out, doing some Summer Spirits, the episode posted on Monday. Check it out. A lot of fun. Also, on Thursday, July 2nd, be doing another installment of my weekly gig for Flaviar at Nightcap Live. I'm going to be drinking whiskey with UFC fighters Jens Pulver and Angela Hill. That's 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Flaviar's YouTube and Facebook, about an hour-long live stream with some UFC fighters. Also, that same day, we're going to be posting a new episode of this show, What We're Drinking, with director Paul Feig, who directed Bridesmaids, the all-female Ghostbusters reboot. He's got the show Love Life on HBO. Very accomplished director who also happens to have his own gin brand. So we're going to be talking about that with Paul Feig on the next episode of What We're Drinking. And again, what I have right now is Bunahaven, and I'm drinking the 25-year-old, for it was the 25-year-old that inspired me to name the dog. I'd been drinking it, I'd gotten back from a trip, she was just a little puppy, we needed a name, I was sipping on the 25-year-old, I started talking to the 25-year-old, going, oh, Bunahaven, Buna, 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 and my girlfriend suggested we name the dog Buna, and that's that's what happened. So this 25-year-old is the super premium member of Bunahaven's core range. It's a heavy hitter. It's got a lot of sherry influence on it. It, it just It's a perfect example of how well Bunahaven and the Scotch matures. It's got these sweet, oaky layers, nutty flavors. 
that you can only get from those extra couple of years in the cask. And let me, my God, it's a good whiskey. Um, it says amber gold color on the nose. Again, you're getting sherry, some caramel, polished leather, but on the palate, boy, there's so much going on here. Berries and cream, roasted nuts. There's this really, really uh, delightful malty flavor to it. And then on the finish, I'm getting sugar and spiced oak, and it just lasts. It lingers for a long time on the palate. It is a phenomenal whiskey, the Bunahaven 25-year-old. It's not cheap, about $700 a bottle, but hey, you're worth it. And you know what? My dog is worth it, and that's why I am celebrating Buna's adoption anniversary with this particular whiskey. And I want to tell you a little bit about Bunahaven why it means so much to me. First of all, the word Bunahaven means mouth of the river in Gaelic. And the distillery is located at the mouth of the Margadale Spring, which is on the shores of the Sound of Isla. Isla is a island off the west coast of Scotland, where the most peaty scotches in the world originate. Uh, uh, Laphroaig, famous grouse is over there. Ardbeg all come from Isla, and they're very heavily peated scotches. In 1879... William Robertson of Robertson and Baxter Blending House joined with the Greenlees brothers. They created the Isla Distillery Company. And then four years later, in 1883, Bunahaven opened for business. Now, in the early years, the distillery relied a lot on the sea trade. They had a little village there, and there was a pier, and they had lots of whiskey-making know-how. So they got all their supplies by boat, and then they would send these adventuring seafarers back to the mainland of Scotland through the sound of Isla, with casks of the good stuff. Of course, like any whiskey brand or any booze brand, there were challenges in the 20th century. In 1930, the European economy was in bad shape in the aftermath of the Great War, and the Bunahaven distillery closed. But they couldn't keep a good whiskey down for long, and only seven years later, 1937, the distillery reopened, and it has remained open ever since. Again, Isla is a remote and rustic place. Hasn't changed much over the centuries. It's, it's really charming just how little modern life has intruded upon Isla. But in 1960, they did have one big change that would change the uh, Bunahavans' fortunes for the better. They built a road. Brand new road in 1960. So these puffer boats that used to travel along the Sound of Isla had been the distillery's lifeline for so long. But now that they had the road, they could reach them that way with supplies, albeit it was a hilly and challenging drive. So the creation of the road and the increase in supplies they could receive was really, really fortuitous for, for Bunahaven. And the demand soared and they, the supply soared. They added a second pair of stills to increase the production capacity. That was in 1963. And then in 1979, they introduced their classic 12-year-old single malt to the world. And it was an acclaimed whiskey right off the bat. You can still get it today. Go to the shop over there, Bunahaven, when we're allowed to travel again. In 1993, another historic moment for Bunahaven's history was the last boat docked with supplies. Uh, after receiving supplies from that puffer boat, they said goodbye to boats for forever, and the road was henceforth deemed the most suitable uh, route for receiving uh, their goods and supplies. and So no more boats. All on the road. And then in 2006, 
three years after they'd been purchased by Burns Stewart Distilleries, they did a major rebrand. They, they redesigned all the packaging, and they launched an 18-year-old and the aforementioned 25-year-old variants, which quickly took their place alongside the 12-year-old as part of the core range. And again, the 25 is what inspired me to name my dog Buna. Finally, 2010, another historic moment for Bunahaven. They returned to being non-chill filtered, uh, natural color, and 46.3% alcohol, just as they had been back in the 1800s. So you know what non-chill filtered means. Chill filtration is a process that consists of, of, of cooling the, the liquid and passing it through a filter in order to remove particles. It's all cosmetic, just so it looks clear. Um, Whiskies that do not undergo chill filtration, there'll be some cloudiness to it when the whiskey's chilled or if you add water or ice. But it's considered a more natural process, and a lot of places are embracing non-chill filtration, and that's what happened at Bunahaven. Finally, in 2014, Burns Stewart merged with Distel, and they threw a bunch of cash into the brand and distillery and they further modernized the packaging in 2017, introduced a couple of more variants, a couple that I really love, Storador and a Toicha Ada, two different expressions of Bunahaben that I happen to really love. And they built a, they expanded the distilleries, visitor center over there. And, and I'll tell you what, again, when it's time to travel, I couldn't recommend it more highly to get over there to Bunahaven and check it out. Isla in general, just visit all the distilleries over there, but certainly Bunahaven, which is one of my favorites. Um, again, I named my dog after this whiskey. What else? Um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to running some of these, uh, these little clips from some past interviews here. Uh, but right now we're gonna, we got to pay the bills a little bit. I'm going to run a, uh, a word from our sponsor. And what one is this? Oh, this is Harry's Harry's. You shave, right? You got to shave. Got to look good in quarantine. Let Harry's help you out. Hey all, being on lockdown these past few months has been tough on all of us. Something I've found to be extremely helpful in maintaining my sanity during this challenging time is sticking to daily routines. Maintaining a sense of structure can help prevent you from feeling overwhelmed, and I highly recommend you keep doing the little things you used to do on the regular in the pre-COVID era, like shaving, for instance. Unfortunately, Harry's is here to help you look your best while saving you a little cash along the way. Yes, Harry's has your grooming needs covered, with high-quality blades as low as $2 each, delivered straight to your doorstep. Cut out the middleman, manufacturing blades in a German factory that's been honing the craft for a century, which means you get incredibly high-quality blades at factory direct prices. And during this trying time, you'll feel a little better about your purchase. Not only is Harry's donating 1% of proceeds to nonprofit organizations devoted to helping provide access to better health care for men and veterans, they're also giving $1 million worth of shaving supplies to hospitals across the U.S. That's what I call good karma for you and Harry's. What we're drinking listeners can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash drinking. That's harrys.com slash drinking. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, a five-blade razor with lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. So go to harrys.com slash drinking to start shaving better today. What's up, everybody? This is Justin Silver, comedian, actor, podcast host, Dog Whisperer, and you are listening to What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn. Justin Silver used to host a show called Dogs in the City on CBS and 
Justin was the guy who helped me train my Buna. And he's looked after Buna a lot over the years. Been a great friend of that dog and a great friend of this show. I've now moved on from the Bunahaven 25-year-old. I'm drinking the 12-year-old now. As I mentioned, this is the original member of Bunahaven's core range. It was launched in 1979. It's been 40 years. This thing's been around. And uh, it's it's kind of the benchmark for the rest of the range. I mean, um, it's double matured in ex-bourbon and ex-sherry casks. So we know what that means, right? You know, the, the, these casks, bourbon casks can only be used once to make bourbon. They have to be new, white American oak and charred. And then once they're used, one time they're used for bourbon, then they get shipped off and used to mature lots of other different spirits, such as this scotch. Same goes with this sherry cask, although they can use sherry casks over and over again by law. So this is a beautiful, rich, full-bodied whiskey. It's got really great balance to it. It's it's nuttiness. There's sherry flavors there. It uh, very floral on the nose, dried fruit, a little bit of smoke. Obviously, we're coming from Boone Hobbit. We're coming from Isla. Got to be some smoke involved. And then on the palate, it, again, fruity, nutty, some sweetness, some vanilla, caramel, and then a nice, lingering, beautifully rich, full-bodied finish. The Bunahaven 12-year-old, way more affordable than the 25. So if you get a chance to get it, please do. So Buna's adoption anniversary is coming to an end. June is almost over. But uh, I wanted to send her out in style with some of her favorites. Buna has favorites just like the rest of you. And uh, one of them happens to be Will Forte, former Saturday Night Live cast member, the creator and star of MacGruber. And Buna's a huge, huge MacGruber fan. So here's the man himself, Will Forte, talking about a new MacGruber series he was working on. Now, keep in mind, this was recorded a couple of months ago prior to COVID, but I'm assuming when COVID's over, this thing's going to go, and I couldn't be more excited about that. Let's, let's listen to what Will Forte has to say. So, man, SNL, obviously, you killed it on that. Uh, MacGruber, is there is there a new MacGruber movie coming out of? Did I see this recently? Uh, there's, we are writing a uh, TV version of MacGruber, um, which we're excited about. It's it's uh, every bit as filthy as the movie, um, so it's not for for network TV. It's it's for a streaming site, or we're still trying to figure all that. Kristen out. Wiig involved in this one too, or no? Wig? Uh, as of now, she's yes. Wow. I mean, every everyone uh, is in, involved as of now, but you know, the, it has not been officially greenlit. We are uh, working on the scripts, and then once but we finish gonna the scripts, happen. I mean, this is one of the funniest. Well, it's it's out of our hands. We're really excited about the stuff that we're writing. It's it's been really fun, and and uh, um, yeah, it's we're, we're we just finished the second script, but we have the whole season charted out. It would be eight episodes and we have two scripts completely completed. We have two rough drafts completed. Uh, so we have four scripts, two to still rewrite. And then we have two outlines. So we still just need to, uh, write two more outlines, which we know basically what they're going to be. And to, to, uh, uh, write up the outlines into scripts. I got to go, if I'm thinking about SNL sketches that then became film franchise, movies or, or franchise in some cases, I got to go, MacGruber's got to be 
It's right up there, right? I appreciate that. I mean, we we uh, there are some. I mean, pretty, Wayne's, pretty World, Wayne's World, Wayne's was World, obviously Blues a big Brothers, thing, Blues Brothers, but uh, MacGruber's top five for me, definitely top five. Uh, that, that, well, it's that's above nice the Hans and Franz movie, that's for sure, and the uh, Night at the Roxbury. Uh, were you in Night at the Roxbury? Were you in that? I wasn't. I wasn't. You weren't in it. Nope. Yeah. All right. I thought you might have been in that one. Um, <laughs> how's the bourbon, by the way? It's really good. By the way, this interview uh, with Will was not supposed to happen. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to go on the record as saying, uh, I've been out today. I've had a couple of drinks. And then Will just showed up at my house, like randomly. He was like looking for gas. Or he ran out of gas. Yeah. And yeah. crazy. And I was like, all right, come on in. I got some gas. And it smelled like gas in here. So <laughs> I like, just came in. And I was like, do you want some whiskey as well? And he's like, sure. Whiskey and gas, which is what we do here. up with whiskey yeah. and then and, and there we turned go. on the um, mic. But look, man, I really appreciate you uh, dropping <laughs> by. <laughs> we'll have to do an official one. I only live I, I like wanna, five I wanna, minutes I want to have you. an official. Yes, yes. This was, a, this was an impromptu. Yeah. Impromptu. So there he is. The great Will Forte. And we will do another episode with him when we can do it in person. He does live very close to me. And uh, that was a fun one. It really was. Uh, you know, there's not many that aren't, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, excuse me. Man, that scotch makes me burp. This Bunahaven, one of her other favorites. He's not a scotch guy. He's a bourbon guy. Is Matthew... McConaughey. We remember Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, that's him. So he, uh, Matthew, was on the show a couple of months ago, and we were talking about how he likes to drink whiskey. His particular whiskey, he works with Wild Turkey, and he's got his own expression there called Long Branch. So we're talking a little bit about that, and boy, did Boona love that segment. And here, here's a little snippet from there. How do you drink? How do you like to drink your bourbon? Yeah, uh, matters time of day. Like like first one evening, I'll, I'll double rock it, but I end it into the end of the night neat. Yeah, neat into the night. Neat in the night. Do you do cocktails with whiskey? I don't. You don't. I like that, and that's especially with the Long Branch. And that's what I mean. Long Branch. It was about making my favorite bourbon that I like, and my whole goal was the one that I like neat. The one that I don't want to water down. The one that I don't want to cut it with anything. And that's where we came out with Long Branch. I was talking to Eddie earlier, and he says, yeah, he called me at some ungodly hour. <laughs> it was said, almost daylight. <laughs> and said, this is it. Yeah. This is the one. And he the goes, 88 and bottle. And he's going to tell you. He goes, it started at 44. And he goes, he's probably going to tell you a couple hundred times <laughs> yeah. that he had to try the it. The 217 bottle. You know, it was 88. How did you know? Like, when, What was it about that one that you hit on that you went, this is it? Well, I happened to be in a great place, um, meaning I was celebrating my birthday in Uvalde, Texas, on the river where I learned to swim. Yes. And we were around a campfire, my wife and I with our kids. Um, they were roasting marshmallows and stuff, and I... I'd saved those four latest four pints, 80, 45, 86, 87, or 80, 86 through 88, um, to pull out that yeah. night. And it was, um, I don't know, 1130 or so. And I pulled it out, and I had a sip of each one, and then I got to this one. And I went, ooh, that's it. But I kept my tongue in my mouth. I didn't tell my wife. I just kept it quiet. I was like, that's it. So then I mixed up the bottles, and I said, here, try them. And she always tried them along the way, and she tried this one, and she, she goes, that's it. And I was like... 
that's the one I'm saying is it. That's, that's it. Amazing. So I knew it right then. And it was, yeah, I think it was about four hours later. And how after cool. After I made sure yeah, that, <laughs> that it. it was the one that I gave Eddie a call. Now, how cool was it for you? It, I think about it like when a movie opens. How cool was it for you when you got that first bottle and you op- you cracked open in the bottle with yeah. the packaging and went, that's the stuff I had on the river? Real cool. I mean, and that was, you know, I did a lot of work on the, the this, this bottle, too. And if you talk about packaging obviously you got to have the product which we have the product but you want the packaging as well so it was very important to me that one if you look at this bottle who's the star the bourbon i didn't want a big label to hide the beautiful color of this bourbon um look at the shoulders and hips on this bottle um it's a it's by for, for the eye test it's already a much higher price point bourbon than than we sell it for and then the good thing is once you open it up and drink it I think it's, it's still true. It should. It's, it's a much higher uh, price point bourbon than we offer. It, it is a delicious bourbon. What do we have here? Ah, uh, yes, Mac Weldon. Oh, how I love me some Mac Weldon. Mac Weldon is a premium men's essential brand that believes in smart design and premium fabrics. You probably heard about their industry-leading underwear. Hell, I'm wearing a pair right now. They're so much more than just an underwear company. They really are one-stop shop for men's basics of all kinds. From socks to shirts to hoodies to their new adjustable Storm Chaser rain jacket, Mack Weldon's wares really are the longest-lasting, highest-quality items on the market. They believe in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. I went to MacWeldon.com recently ordered a whole bunch of stuff. Took me 10 minutes and now I'm rocking a killer new basics wardrobe. I got some 18-hour Jersey Crew neck undershirts, a couple of pairs of Ace sweatshorts, and no-show socks. And Mac Weldon really does value its loyal customers. That's why they've created the Weldon Blue Loyalty Program. Here's how it works. Create an account. It's totally free. Level 1, place an order for any amount and never pay for shipping again. Level two, once you purchase $200 worth of products from Mack Weldon, not only will you continue to receive free shipping, but you will also start saving 20% on every order you make for the next year. Oh, and level two also grants you access to new products before they're released to anyone else, as well as free gifts added to future orders. And now Mack Weldon has a special offer for you, what we're drinking listeners, for 20% off of first order, your first order. Visit MacWeldon.com and enter the promo code DRINKING. They want you to be comfortable, so if you don't like your first pair of underwear, you can keep it, and they'll still refund you no questions asked. Mack Weldon's mission is simple, to make sure all your basics and beyond are smartly designed and that shopping for them is easy and convenient. And I personally promise you this, Mack Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. I like Mack Weldon. I'm a big fan. I really am. And, uh... As you can hear, a plane is is uh, going by overhead. I always like when that happens. Getting some buzzing on my phone. I'm a mess here today. I'm a mess. Uh, one of the one of uh, Boone's other favorite interviews that we had on the show was with Tiffany Thiessen. Tiffany Thiessen, who doesn't love her? Beverly Hills 90210, Melrose Place. Just Tiffany Thiessen, and she's one of my favorite people. I, I, I've known her for a while, and uh, she was gracious enough to come on the show. And this is a clip where she's talking about fans that think they know her because, like, she's an old friend because she's been on so many TV shows that they relate to. And also, we talk a little, we go in a little bit about kids and phone addiction. So here's Tiffany Thiessen 
talking about that stuff. I look. I've I've been in this business my whole life, pretty much more more than not. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, it, I think part of it is that I've I've done television. Television to me is more so than movies and stuff. You're 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 basically in people's homes. I feel like people have an easier time feeling connected to people when they're on TV. Yeah. And then you put on top of that, I was I had two very iconic nostalgic shows that meant a lot to people growing up. And so you put that on top of it and it's, you know, it's even more so. Do you find that and when and, and this is sort of a segue because you you and your husband Brady wrote a book called You're Missing It, mm-hmm. which is an illustrated children's book just came out, yep. and you kind of take playful aim at cell phone addicted parents, yes. and basically it's about the the idea behind the book is to be present. Correct. Okay. I think we're literally. I mean, I I still this weekend we were out at uh, I took my kids to La Brea Tar Pits and Lachman. Every single we had lunch, and every single family. And this is not pointing fingers. I try not to point fingers, but I do believe it's an epidemic. I feel like we're at a place where it's a, it's a it's an easy place to throw our children on an iPad or an iPhone yeah. to be able to enjoy a meal instead of teaching them how to enjoy a meal. Does that make sense? Or connecting Ab- with the people that you're with. Absolutely. Every single family was literally their children were on an iPad or an iPhone. Yeah. And we were the only ones that 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 wasn't. Well, it's almost like it's not um, it's not happening unless you're chronicling it on on social media. Too yeah. A lot. Right, and right. and uh, and by the way, uh, my Instagram is at the imbiber. I'll have a picture of Tiff and I up there. But uh, <laughs> but I mean, that's the only one we're going to take. Just one picture. <laughs> um, but you're right. So, you know, the thing is, a lot of these guys that were in the sort of in the in the infancy of tech mm-hmm. have come out now. And I remember watching a 60 Minutes uh, thing where this guy said, listen. Forget about cocaine. Mm-hmm. Forget about alcohol. Forget I about. agree with you. He said this thing right here, yep. and he held it. He said this yep. is the most addictive thing yep. ever designed, yep. and it was designed to be addictive. Yep. It was designed to keep you a, to connected to it. Mm-hmm. And I try to. I can tell you this, and and try this, and you probably have is try going to a public space by yourself. Mm-hmm. And sitting there mm-hmm. without looking at your phone, your phone, yeah, and it feels really uncomfortable because you're, it, it yeah, it's like, because you're the only one doing well, that. I'm first going, of all, yeah, well, and and people like, are looking at you. Know, what's wrong with that guy? He doesn't have any friends. And He's not connected. He, yeah, yeah, why is he looking around? Is he looking at me? Is it? Yeah, I totally but I think get it. I think I think it's great that you did that book because I, I do. This is there's going to be a reckoning for this. There's going to be a reckoning for oh, what? Think about it. Like probably you know, 200 years from now, we're all going to be looking like you know. Like where we came from, like hunched yeah. over and longer arms and a longer neck in the back and like shorter legs. It's gonna, we're going to look very different probably. <laughs> now I'm getting depressed. <laughs> Sorry. Pass me that. Pass, pass me that. Pass me that. Pass Basil Hayden's. <laughs> Let's get happy again. How do we get happy again? Here's how we get happy again. All right. All right. All right. It's kind of quaint looking back and thinking cell phone addiction was the biggest problem we were facing. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. Things have gotten a little bit worse. That was Tiffany Thiessen, and we really do love her here at the show. Now, the final thing I'm going to do here on our tribute to Buna, with the, the, the stars salute Buna, is actually an interview I did a long time ago. I did it for a magazine, but also ran it on my, my previous podcast, Drinky Fun Time. And it was with the late, great Anthony Bourdain. And I thought of it recently because Anthony's birthday was last week, June 25th, to be exact. And I thought this was such a cool interview, and 
he and I got to talking about how he likes to drink scotch. And then he kind of segued into a really cool story about going down to Antarctica. And I just thought we'd, we'd wrap up the tribute to Buna Haben with, with some words from the late, great Anthony Bourdain. Do you prefer, would you, would you prefer a, a 25-year-old to a 12-year-old? Some people like them younger. Uh, it depends, you know, it depends which, uh, you know, I'm not a, an expert uh, or, a, or a collector or, uh, by any means. I, I'm, I'm relatively new to, to Scotch. I'm learning as I go and I'm learning surrounded by some really great people. Dave Stewart has pretty much taught yeah. me everything I know and that's not much. It's a good guy to learn from. I've been drinking a lot of really good Scotch. But as far as my, you know, my all-time favorite, my preferences, um, it really, again, it's situational. Like, this is really, you know, I, I, if it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm sitting in an old man bar. Yes. I, I very much, this this is actually my favorite for, you know, every, if not every day, but, you know, for recreational, sitting by myself at the bar listening to Tom Waits. Sure. Uh, I'd be drinking this with a rock in it. What I love about the old whiskeys, as I think about, is the guys that made that, they're all gone. Yeah. For the uh, most part. Yeah. The guy that laid that barrel down in 1968. Yeah. I was in Antarctica recently, and we camped out overnight in tents at a scientific base, a small outstation base where a, a scientists go to collect field data. And we were at the foot of this incredible glacier with blue ice, and we had some very good whiskey there, and we all poured some whiskey, and somebody went outside, came back in with a bowl of ice and put it in our drinks and said, the ice I just put in your drinks is like thousands of years older than even the idea of whiskey. Amazing. Before it was even thought of. Yeah. Hundreds if not thousands of years ago was when this this water was frozen and has remained exactly like that since. Yeah. And that's the whiskey you're going to remember for the rest of your life. Yeah. I'd like to imagine that wherever he is right now, Anthony Bourdain's in a bar sipping whiskey and listening to Tom Waits. I hope that's, I hope that's what's going on. And that's probably a good place to end. I want to thank my friends from Bunahaven for sending over the whiskey that we drank to celebrate uh, Bunahaven Month here. I want to thank you for tuning in. Uh, All the guests that we featured ran these clips packages up today. Tiffany Thiessen, Matthew McConaughey, Will Forte, my buddy Justin Silver. And I want to remind you, um, I don't even know. Maybe remind you. Maybe tell you for the first time. Who knows? If we're reminding, but uh, oh yeah, there's our closing music. We're bringing that in. Words of the great Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson was the talk show king, and what he said was, "Happiness is a rare steak, a bottle of whiskey, and a dog to eat the rare steak." <laughs>